Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The story of Chris Brown is a complicated one. Chris, are you happy with what the judge said? I'm not pleased. He's an artist blessed with generational talent who is on his way to being one of the most prolific entertainers on earth. Chris Brown! Chris Brown! Chris Brown! But one night changed everything. Chris Brown set to appear in court this morning. Well, some graphic details are being released. Badly bruised and beaten Rihanna, attacked by her boyfriend, Chris Brown. Two lives would never be the same again in one of the darkest moments in Hollywood history. Punched her in the eye, punched her in the arm, slammed her head against the window, put her in a headlock. She almost lost consciousness. She was screaming, he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. Chris has tried to put this incident behind him, to bury his demons forever and redefine his legacy. And the Grammy. <laughs> Chris Brown. But for every step forward, Chris takes two steps back. Carucci said that he punched her, threw her down the stairs. How do you reconcile all of that with doing the same thing to her that he did to Rihanna? This is the story of one of the most controversial and polarizing artists in history. It was one thing after another. I mean, Rihanna, Carucci, DC, Whip, Frank Ocean, Good Morning America. Chris Brown is a violent person. TMZ presents No BS, Chris Brown. TMZ has been around for 18 years. And one of the mantras that we have had is that you can't look at somebody and take a snapshot of them at their worst moment and say that will define them for the rest of their lives. And we have seen over and over again that it just doesn't define them. Chris Brown may be an exception to that. You let it drink, drink, so do we. Maybe an exception because of what happened in 2009, just before the Grammys, with Rihanna. And it was bad. And it hasn't gone away. Chris Brown beat his girlfriend during a heated argument in Hollywood. Rihanna was hospitalized, and a day later, Chris Brown turned himself in. Chris Brown received a text message from a woman he used to be involved with. This sparked the heated argument, at which point Brown shouted to Rihanna, now I'm really going to kill you. Why you doing to your fans, man? Chris, do you like beating women? Chris, is this the first time? Chris Brown is expected in a Los Angeles courtroom today. TMZ says Rihanna told LA cops Brown had hit her in the past and that the attacks were getting worse. Mr. Brown, you are charged with a felony complaint of committing a crime of assault by means likely to produce great cause injury. LA prosecutors have charged singer Chris Brown with two felonies, including assault. Disturbing doesn't even begin to 
describe this scenario. So let's start talking about Chris Brown's journey with that incident, because that incident becomes a pillar of his life. And I think we start with the fact that they were at a Clive Davis party, and they seemed really happy. They were taking pictures, they were smiling, it seemed nothing was wrong. And then on the drive home, everything changed. From that Clive Davis party, the images of them there, you would never know what was about to happen. His entire career was about to change when they got in the car in his Lamborghini to go home. And during the drive, they got into an argument. We found out after the argument was about a text on Chris's phone that Rihanna had seen, and they were arguing about it. There was a well, woman, another woman had texted him. And they got into an argument, first just a verbal argument in the car, but a very heated one where she admits that she was really, really angry and was, was pounding on the dashboard. And then she says that Chris punched her in the face. At one point, your mouth is filled with blood. Yes. How did you think it was going to end? That's all I kept thinking the whole time. When is it gonna stop? When is it gonna stop? And all the while, they're driving in a Lamborghini. While he's driving. So there's a lot of speed involved. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of yelling. At the beginning, he tried to reach over, open the door. She was in the passenger seat and push her out of the vehicle. She thankfully still had her seatbelt on, but that's when he got even more violent because that's when he allegedly punched her in the face. By the way, we don't have to say allegedly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he punched her in the eye. Punched her in the eye, punched her in the arm, slammed her head against the window, put, him, put her in a headlock. He bit, he he her, bit fingers, her fingers. Bit her fingers, um, put her in a headlock. She almost lost consciousness. There was no way of me getting home except for my next option was to get out of the car and walk start walking in a gown and a bloody face. So I really don't know what was my plan. I didn't have a plan. So Chris got out of the car and ran away. And so she was in this, the Hancock Park area of Los Angeles screaming for help. And a neighbor hears and the police get called. She was, to be specific, she was screaming, he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. By the way, according to her and the police report, he said, I'm going to kill you. Right. He used those words. He was mad that she tried to call her assistant, and she said that she tried to call, and she assistant wasn't picking up. Wasn't picking up, so she pretended to be on the phone, and she, you know, she said, "I'm on my way home. We're coming home. Make sure the police are there when we get there." And when she pretended to hang up the call, he said, "Oh, you've really messed up now. Now you're really going to get it when we get home. I'm the stupidest thing she could have done. done." You know, and she said she was scared for her life. She, well, she she says he said, "I'm." going to kill you. And she said his eyes were like black no... and soulless at that moment. Like he was like out of his own body at that point. He had no, no soul in his eyes. Just blank. He was clearly blacked out. There was no person when I looked at him. I was battered. I was bleeding. I was swollen in my face. We're going to get into 
what happened subsequently. But there is something that happened that involves TMZ. We got picture. That picture of Rihanna's battered face may have had the most profound effect of any picture that we've ever published. I, if that picture had not come out and nobody saw her for a few days until she'd healed, this would be an entirely different conversation. It, she could say, you know, there'd be a police report, some sort of domestic violence, but if we did not see what he did to her, you could be like, well, they got in a fight. You would never think it was as bad as it was, and you would, it'd be easier to and forgive him and move Eric, on And especially, because if the image isn't there as well, I think the public's reaction to, to Chris immediately and for years to come would be much, much different. And, and I think it was important, too, because it was only a few hours after he left her in that neighborhood that he turned himself in. Uh, tonight at approximately 6.30 this evening, uh, Chris Brown did come in with his lawyer, and he was booked and released on a $50,000 bond. Um, allegedly, at 12.30 last night, he was involved with a domestic dispute with a woman. Uh, prior to police arrival, he did flee the scene and uh, he did come in earlier today and speak with us. And it's not always the case, but you feel that if someone turns themselves in quickly, look, they have less to hide. Maybe they're gonna try and tell their side of the story. But I feel like once that photo came out, he lost that because we saw how violent that was. And on top of everything else, that's not the worst picture. That picture was taken that night immediately after it happened at the scene. There were pictures taken the next day when her face began to swell, and apparently it is significantly worse, like significantly worse. So a picture comes out, it just grabbed every headline imaginable. Badly bruised and beaten Rihanna shortly after she was allegedly attacked by her boyfriend, Chris Brown. Here is the picture. TMZ released the close-up picture of the pop star bruised up. You could spot two welts on her temples as well as cuts and bruises around her mouth. Rihanna's nose is swollen and there's a deep scratch on her right cheek. Mr. Brown, uh, to count one, that you committed the crime, assault by means likely to produce great bodily injury, a felony, how do you not plead? And he got prosecuted. I mean, they charged him. And what you said is really interesting because it's true. I mean, this happens with a lot of domestic violence victims that they back off and they think, you know, could he change? Was it me? And a few weeks later, the two of them are in Miami jet skiing at Diddy's house. So all of a sudden, you know, he's being prosecuted, obviously. And now the DA is kind of faced with what could be an uncooperative victim. Well, Rihanna, she said that she felt kind of bad in a sense and guilty because the whole world had already prosecuted him. The whole world considered him a woman beater and she felt like they didn't know him like she knew him and that he was still a good person and he had a good heart. And she felt this guilt that this whole situation was playing out in the media and playing out in the public. So it kind of made it easier for her to gravitate back towards him so quickly after the incident because she felt like she needed to kind of be there and for him and support, him, support is... him because she said people mess up. She knew him on a level that maybe other people didn't know. And so it was easier for her to let him back into her life so quickly after that incident. But what she didn't say publicly was something she told the police, which is that wasn't the first time. There were repeated incidents of domestic violence that were escalating to this point. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Chris, have you had any contact with Rihanna lately? During the trial, she was very reluctant to get involved, to be there. And also remember, they're very young. Yeah. Right. So, kids. and, you know, first Chris love. himself has said, you know, I this was first love for me. I, I didn't know, there was no playbook. I didn't know how I was supposed to love someone the right way. So they both grew up in domestic violence households. Uh, Rihanna's dad beat his her mom. Chris's stepdad beat his mom. So he, I mean, he literally said, we grew up not knowing how to love each other correctly. They're coming up in the spotlight too. They, they, they met at 15 years old. He was 15, she was 16. They meet as teenagers, they fall in love. I mean, Well, that's a kids. layer of, of complication for her too is, you know, being young, being famous, but they were both as big as they were only a few years into their career, and they were both are thinking, how I react to the situation right now can define the rest of my career. There's a PR, yeah, and you've there's got a PR and, and, factor and that, that they had to deal That's secondary to the, the personal issues, but you, Rihanna's like, I don't want to be Tina Turner defined as a victim for so many years. I, like, right. How do I navigate this? And you're 20 years old. Hey, Rihanna, you enjoying that single life? Why not? That's the Our friends even said if it wasn't for the fans and all of and this whole situation playing out in the media, they would have been back quicker than and the, than the three weeks they were back together. Like they were saying that they were so in love that. Which we don't know if that ultimately is a good thing, but they would have. Yeah, I get that they would have been, but I don't so, know if that would have been a good thing. So they filed felony charges against him, um, and he ultimately pled guilty to felony assault. He was given more than 1,400 hours of community service, no jail time, but he was placed on five years probation. That, <laughs> that people, is the recipe. People don't understand this. Right, we've seen that so many cases of this where someone uh, gets a lengthy probation and it's... Just a setup. You know, some, you know, some celebrities have said that, that they feel like I'm being set up now because what you you're basically here. saying... Could you adhere to you yourself? Could you adhere to all of that for five years? Right, that you can do you can't even absolutely nothing wrong yeah. for five years, knowing that, and especially, maybe you could get away with it if you're just ordinary Joe, but if you're a celebrity and you're out doing stuff, somebody's going to see something. Now, I don't want to make it seem like Chris Brown was being an angel over those five years, because he clearly wasn't. And that's why we see Chris, it, it sets him on this path of every single thing he does wrong, he ends up in court again, he ends up in a meeting with the probation department, they end up revoking his probation. But when he pled guilty, one of the conditions is he had to stay away from Rihanna, stay 100 yards away from her. That became an issue. That became super tricky because obviously, as we know, they still wanted to be around each other. There was even a, a stipulation where, look, it was 100 yards outside in the public, but even for award shows and events, it was 10 yards. So they took their careers in, into account here, but knowing that they were still hanging out with each other, you could tell kind of both sides were trying to figure out, okay, how can we make this work? And eventually Rihanna's side was okay with, okay, look, maybe they can be around each other as long as he doesn't harass her though. 
And that brings a whole other element into it when they, they renegotiated essentially what that restraining order was saying, okay, as long as he doesn't annoy or harass her, he's fine to be around her. And of course, if you're in a healthy, loving relationship with somebody, you're not annoying or harassing them. So it was kind of like the whole thing had vanished. It's really interesting the judge did that but they wanted that opportunity so that they could get back together. Back with that Riri? And they did. And they did. Yeah. And, you know, and they became almost inseparable. I mean, they were showing up at places. Very public. They were at Very Lakers public. games, parties. birthday parties at Lakers games, sitting courtside. Traveling and together. Very loving. Like, I remember it was so odd for the public and the media. How do you frame this? They are clearly okay with each other. They seem publicly to be completely fine, but we all know what happened. We all saw what happened to her. Well, and also, half the domestic violence victims go back, and more than half, actually. And so what people are thinking is, what is going on behind closed doors? Because we've heard this story many, many times before. And so you're watching this public display of affection. So you're seeing these images and you can't ignore something that we know is a reality, beaten woman syndrome. Right. Right? So you can't ignore that, but you also want to be fair to them. And to bring that up every time they're out in public, it felt like, God, give these kids a chance. Give them a chance. And that's been like Chris but, Brown's fans, that's been the justification ever since then. They're always like, if she's okay with it, everybody else should be okay with it. If she, you know, if, if she's not the one upset, nobody else has a right to be upset about it. You guys remember she sat down with Oprah, she did the interview with Oprah, and she literally said to Oprah, I've forgiven him. A lot of people thought that Chris hitting you was unforgivable. Have you forgiven him? I have forgiven him. It took me a long, a long time. I was angry for a long time. Mm -hmm. I felt like this is not my fault. This is not me. But I don't blame other people if they have not forgiven him because what he did was bad. Like, I, I can't speak for everybody else. How you feel about what he did to me, that's that's on you to feel that way. I personally forgiven him and that's that's a personal thing for me. But I can't expect everyone else to, to follow in my footsteps, but I also can't live my life worried about how they're judging me or what they think. Well, but you know, and that really struck me that I don't remember a situation quite like this before where somebody as famous as Rihanna was in the middle of something that was so brutal and you see her beaten up so badly. She was so determined not to have that define her. And in many ways, I think that was one of the things that drove her back to Chris Brown, is that she didn't want this story to end with that picture. And she was very clear about this. Don't define me this way. I'm an artist, I'm a musician. She didn't want that to be the poster child picture. She was well, uninterested in being move, a victim. I have to move on with my career. What's my interesting life. is, and we're, sit, we're talking about Rihanna there and what, how she reacted, and that's, that's true. Undoubtedly, it definitely did not, has not defined her career. Chris was the exact opposite. I felt it was time that you heard directly from me that I am sorry. I have tried to live my life in a way which can make those around me proud of me. And until recently, I think I was doing a pretty good job. I wish I had the chance to live those few moments again, but unfortunately I can't. 
I cannot go into what happened. And most importantly, I'm not going to sit here and make any excuses. Let's talk for a minute about the consequences and the things he lost as a result of this. So his run was incredible. From, from 2005, when his song Run It came out, it was his first hit, to 2008, right before this happened, at the end of 2008, he had nine top 10 hits in two and a half years. He's not had another number one hit since then. Like he's never gotten back to number one. And it took him two and a half years to get back in the top 10. Like you it, should it say was, he was 15 years old when that. Yeah. Which I didn't think so weird. Like even, I remember that song, and like he didn't present as a 15 year old. This was like a we grown the, man the thing who was, was and, and owning the stage. It could have been, he could have so easily been a one-hit wonder because Run It, in a lot of ways, is a clone of Usher's song, Yeah. Because Yeah had been one of the biggest hits of all time the year before. She said, baby, let's go. When I told her, I said, yeah. And of course, the label's like, get us some more of that. And so they find this incredibly talented kid who falls into their lap. They make a song that sounds like it, it goes to number one, and then he just keeps firing off hit songs after that, and they sound different from each other. And he was establishing his own lane outside of you know, Usher and Michael Jackson comparisons. He made, he made a Wrigley bubblegum commercial, and it was a top 10 hit. Voice, incredible dancer, really good looking guy. Fine. He was, yeah, oh. teenager, mm. teenage girls are gonna gravitate Everybody's towards that. Everybody's trying to do his dancing. He had everything. 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 Chris Brown! I don't know if you guys have ever seen Chris Brown in concert or like seen him perform live, but he puts on a phenomenal show. That's amazing. <laughs> Me and Lauren were actually talking the other day uh, about like who, when you go to a concert, like who compares to a Beyonce production. And I said, personally, the only other person that I've seen in concert that I that I can would even compare is Chris Brown. And y'all know I don't give it to nobody over Beyonce. <laughs> you just want to be clear. You're not I wanna, saying I he's make better that clear. than Beyonce. He's in the neighborhood. So he was on a Michael Jackson trajectory. Uh, very much so. When this happened, you mentioned the Wrigley song. That got canceled. Mm -hmm. um, got Milk. Got Milk got away. canceled. Kids' Choice Awards, he was persona non grata. He and Rihanna were supposed to have a big performance at the Grammys, too, which would have probably even catapulted them even further, and this happened. Right. Obviously, neither could show at yeah. that point. He didn't go to the Grammys for a few years. So when he did go back to the Grammys, he, he won, and it was immediate backlash then. Immediate Twitter starts buzzing, hashtag woman beater. Uh, first and foremost, I just got to thank God for this opportunity and thank the Grammys for letting me get on this stage and do my thing. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. Team Breezy, man. It's all for you, man. All my fans back home. I love y'all. So we got one. Thank you. I find that really interesting because when you look at what's going on, well, maybe times have changed. I don't know if they changed that much with domestic violence, but that would not happen today. What do you mean? People, oh, that he wouldn't if, even if a picture like that came out, 
Oh no, I mean, I mean, think Will Smith got a 10-year ban from the Oscars for slapping Chris Rock. Chris Brown was back a couple years later mm. and won. Yeah, no, that definitely would happen today. No, yeah, <laughs> that would not the happen. The company wouldn't even invite, like, it, oh no. Mm -mm. Yeah, he would never be, he would never be at a Grammy. Wouldn't even get an email back. By the way, he still, to this day, has, he obviously has some ill feelings about the Grammys, because even just this, earlier this year, he was grousing that he didn't win a Grammy. He was nominated and made a big deal about the guy who was a jazz musician, essentially. Robert Glasper. Robert Glasper. Who is amazing, by the way. Who is amazing, but he won for best R&B, and Chris Brown was like, who the blank is Robert Glasper? So let me, let me ask you a question. Does Chris Brown get it? Because, look, what happened what? with Rihanna was horrendous. And he was angry about being overlooked. He was angry about having deals pulled. He was upset because he said Rihanna started it. And here he had the ability to reset his life. And look at what happened after. It was when one did he have the ability thing to reset? after another. I think Chris Brown understands why he suffered the consequences he has. He just thinks it's very unfair. And if I'm put myself in Chris Brown's shoes, you're trying to come back from this. He did the apology tour. Well, you know, for me, I've been humbled by the whole experience, you know, from me losing everything, you know, to, to me having to regain, you know, public opinion or whatever it is. But most importantly, you know, knowing that what I did was totally wrong, you know, and having to kind of deal with myself and kind of forgive myself in the same breath. And, you know, being able to apologize to, you know, Rihanna and being able to be that that man that can be a man, you know? And, and I do think he felt genuine contrition for what happened that night. I, you can't question whether or not he actually loved Rihanna. He I think, I think love he did. Her I think he felt, felt contrition. horrible about what happened. And so he did the contrition. And then he wanted people to let that go and let him have a chance. He got angrier every time it was brought up, every time it was put back in his face, he was reminded of it. He felt like that's unfair. And to Charles's point, really quickly, he pointed out how when white celebrities go through this, the Charlie Sheens, the Alec Baldwin, the Shia LaBeouf. Those other people, to be fair, we don't have the visual that that's, we did that's with the thing. Rihanna. There's, there's, uh, he's, you know, implying like the, the race issue to it, which it, he's not wrong about that. But also the difference is the photo. Right. How many other people, if we That's, had seen what they had done, well, when he's pointing we would have been out done with other, When he's pointing out certain people, like I, I'm gonna Shia LaBeouf, who you have women, multiple women, even women in the industry coming out and you're saying like, he's abused me. British singer-songwriter FKA Twigs in her first TV interview since filing a civil lawsuit in December against actor and former boyfriend Shia LaBeouf. He would often just start having an argument with me in the middle of the night, start accusing me of doing all sorts of things, planning to leave him in my head. He'd wake me up and tell me I was disgusting, that I was vile. But you didn't have the visual. At the same time, he's still getting Oscar-winning movie roles. He's still getting scripts sent to him. He's still getting working. Chris Brown has literally said, you know, America has completely cut him off, but, period. But, but look, let's talk about reality here. He goes to New York, he does Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. 
she starts asking questions about Rihanna. Chris Brown riding high, brand new CD out, Fame, it's out today, already has three number one hits, a fourth one climbing the charts, and the album is number one on iTunes today. It's a far cry from the last time the two of us sat down, just months after he pled guilty to felony assault. He took responsibility for hitting his then-girlfriend, Rihanna. Recently, the restraining order against uh -huh. you that Rihanna had, uh, had issued has been relaxed. Have yeah. you all seen each other, been around each other? I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, it's not really a big deal to me now as far as that situation. Mm -hmm. I think I'm past that in my life, and I think today is the album day, so that's what I'm focused on. So everybody go get that album. Have you been able to? How have you been able to I've been that? focusing on this album, you know? I think this, this album is what, you know, I, I want people to hear and want people to really get into. So definitely this album is what I want them to talk about and not the <laughs> stuff that happened two years ago. He is enraged, goes back to his dressing room, takes a chair, and throws it through a window, um, which is problematic in itself, right? Right. Okay, he wanted to focus on the album. Well, after the interview, Brown performed his schedule, but he stormed off stage when he was done performing. ABC reports that the show's hair and makeup staff called security because they heard loud noises coming from Brown's dressing room. A window in Brown's dressing room was smashed, and that caused shattered glass to fall onto the street below in Times Square. Then we can talk about Whip Nightclub. He is at Whip, Drake is at Whip. They are beefing. It seems like Rihanna is kind of the, the you know, the, the, the reason because, for the- Because at that point, Drake had been dating Rihanna. Uh, Meek Mill is also in the club, and there was rumor that he was also interested in Rihanna at the very least. So, so the out. three of them are there, and everyone Bottles are flying right. everywhere. Tony Parker, basketball player, his eye was so badly injured, I think he had he to sued. sit out. He right. sued. Yeah. He ended up suing the club, right? Yeah. And the club ended up folding as a result of this. They closed. Yeah. So that was really violent. You know, you look at the fight that he had with Frank Ocean. They were both at the same record studio. Chris allegedly parked in the spot that was reserved for Frank. There was some sort of altercation where Chris allegedly punched Frank and used homophobic slurs, too. So that just kind of added another element to this stuff. Officer, can you say if any arrests were made or if this uh, disturbance is already handled? Uh, no comment. No comment. And I mean, there's the anger again. And this time we're seeing a different side of him, too, that it's again, OK, how much more does this guy have? And then in Washington, D.C., there was just some random guy in the street. He got in a fight with him, punched him in the nose, broke his nose. Two people wanted their picture taken with him. Well, apparently, according to the police report, the victim tried to somehow insert himself into the picture. That set Chris Brown off, and the police report says Chris Brown punched the victim in the face. For that, um, he was prosecuted. And ultimately, he was given anger management that he had to take and got kicked out of anger got management out of twice. Anger manage right. And that's when he ended up in jail for 131 days for a probation violation on that. So there's a lot. It makes it hard to... It's hard to root for. You're yes. on probation. You have to be, by definition, on your best behavior. And I think what happened to Chris Brown, when you look at the scope of over all the years, all of the incidents, he didn't feel that the world was giving him a chance and he was angry about it. But I also feel like before we even got to all that stuff that you named, right after Rihanna, right when he was apologizing, people reported on him sitting down with his mom as him trying to diminish what happened. Instead of him just telling you the honest truth about what he come, came from. Right, even his apology saw, was questioned. What he witnessed, he was never given a chance to reset himself. And I'm not saying that everything that happened after that 
should have happened because it makes it very hard to even, at any point, you, you just pile on. The bad kid in the class always is the bad kid in the class. But at the same time, the frustration gets to a point where it's like, I would be frustrated too. At yeah, no but, but point Lauren, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but my gosh, it, in terms of taking responsibility, he faked his community service. Brown is slated to appear before a Los Angeles judge today. After new allegations, the singer didn't do over 1,400 hours of community-focused labor he was ordered to perform in 2009, part of his sentence for pleading guilty to assaulting his then and current girlfriend, Rihanna. And it looks like somebody phonied the documents. Yeah, because there were dates where they said he was doing community service and he was performing right. in a different city altogether. In different countries. Right, in a different country at times, so. There's like an allegation that his lawyer had told um, the people in Virginia, like, hey, you know, this is how you get away with, like, getting, you know, signing off on the fake order. Right, you just they tell said them, that, oh, the police can do it. Don't yeah, worry just about tell it, them know. that the court ordered the police to take over, or the sheriff to take over, so the, the sheriff takes over. So in terms of taking responsibility, I, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, no, I, he took I, accountability, listen. though. I mean, more on more than one occasion, on more than two occasions, on more than three occasions, he said that he felt what his punish—he felt his punishment was fair. He felt like he deserved anything and everything he got. But he, he didn't do his, that community service. But he, he didn't also do said it. he felt he like he could it. be doing more than picking up trash, trash on the side of the street. And my whole thing is, is like, look, there are things that were completely wrong with it. But at the same time, there's no way that any of us can sit in here and say that the world gave him a fresh, clean board after he pled guilty to those charges. And you can't change people's minds about something like domestic violence. There's no way you could talk about Chris Brown and not say, like, listen, he he messes up a lot. You started this by saying, like, we have this whole thing about, like, you can't take a, a, a snapshot and, like, hold that against a person forever. Chris Brown, that snapshot is everywhere he goes. Every It's Chris, a literal Chris snapshot. Right it's a literal like, snapshot of the that Rihanna picture. The Rihanna guy. Like, you, you, like you, you, it just, there's, with him. Well, Larry, I, you know what Larry King said? He was on Larry King, and he went through all of this. And Larry King said, I hope you live 100 years, but when you die, in the first paragraph, it's gonna say Rihanna. The tragedy though is when you die, maybe a hundred years from today, this is gonna be in the first paragraph. Yeah, this 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 they 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 did it with Michael Jackson. So and that's that's my man. That's that's who I love. So I just feel like like that's what people love. People love negativity. They feed off that. But so so many of the things that he's you know, all of his his issues and court appearances and things since that the Rihanna beating. So much of it revolves around his rage issues and him losing control. And when you hear that, it just reminds you of him losing his control with Rihanna and his rage that night. So even if it has nothing to do with domestic violence, all these issues You're just remind you in the back of your head that part of his persona. This person that just has no control and is angry. And you, you kind of keep seeing him as that same guy from 2009, even though it's been so many years removed now. Eventually, it did come out that he was diagnosed with bipolar and uh, PTSD, anxiety. He had, you know, a lot of things going on that he didn't know, you know, that wasn't out yet. And he attributed a lot of his um, anger burst outs and these volatile moments that he'd had to untreated, you know, uh, diseases that he had. So that came out and I, I think it tried to soften it, but I mean, again, things just- But that was, that was so far down the road that everyone's made up their mind. I think everyone's made up their mind where they sit on Chris Brown. There are, he certainly still has a lot of supporters, and he's still touring. He still has hits.
and he has has hits. He doesn't have the level of hits he would. So he still has his supporters. And there are there are there are artists who still have collaborated. Big name. In fact, As a matter of fact, Rihanna. His first three times. Rihanna, right? Three times post the uh, the incident, and I'll never forget the song. I, the, there's a birthday cake. Birthday and, cake. But the song "Nobody's Business" really stood out to me. You always be mine. Basically saying our situation, like, you know, us as friends, us as, like, human beings, as entertainers, every, everything we do isn't everybody's business, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we're going to show y'all how dope it is and show y'all how how epic our artistry is, yeah. you know? And, and, and not just what a story is of, of what a text message or what, you know, I'm just saying, in general, you're going to see the talent. And that's what this song is about. Ain't nobody been there. People are pissed about that song. Like, so, like, Rihanna, like, it's what a are you message doing? message to send. Well, Rihanna finally, right. she kindly broke from that, finally broke and said that she realized that there were girls who were going to watch this, and she did not want them going down a path where they'd get hurt or killed. And I think that's when she kind of broke things off and said, I just can't do this anymore. What up, Karuchi? What up, Chris? What's up? So Chris ends up, starts dating Karuchi, who at that point was an up-and-coming actress, at best, we can say, she right? She was a stylist assistant, and she was, in, she was working in a showroom. He was there pulling clothes, and when he left, one of his team members slipped his number to her. So they're very publicly, they're out dating, but he was always still in touch with Rihanna, and, and then suddenly we're seeing him with Rihanna out places, but we also see him with Karuchi. Karuchi said that he punched her, threw her down the stairs. So Chris just left. And I gotta say, that if that's real, it changes this whole story. Because yes, he was really young with Rihanna. This is different. Yeah. He's a grown man now. So. He's a grown and, man. And Seems by like this a... time, you've already gone through it as badly as someone you would think you could with Rihanna. So how could you even allow yourself to be and land in this predicament yet again? Chris, why does trouble always follow you? So how do you process that? I mean, how do you reconcile the fact that he was young then, that, yeah, he was angry when people brought up this and he got violent? How do you reconcile all of that with Karuchi, with doing the same thing to her that he did because to Because I, I think he is always a 16-year-old, basically. You, you know, he, when he was 16 years old, he had the world at his feet. And he also still had all of his issues from his childhood. None of that's ever really been treated or changed. I think he's frozen in being who he was as a teenager. Do you know what you just reminded me of? You'll remember this. I don't remember how old he was. He must have been in his 20s. He had a house in the Hollywood Hills, yep. and he would draw these cartoons, childlike cartoons on the wall. His, you know, his blueprint for everything was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wanted to be Peter childlike. Pan his whole life. He never, childlike, right. he never became an adult in that way. He was, he was getting cops calling him for riding his, his ATV up and down the street and doing donuts. You're, sir, you're 26. 
you do have to take into account. But you know, like when he's six years old, his stepdad tries to kill himself, shoots himself in the face. He's seeing his mom with bloody noses from where she's been beaten. If I, like, if I could kill him, I would. So I, I promised my mom one day, I said, look, mom, you know, if I, like, I know you tell me not to do like crazy shit and hang with these niggas and do what I do. I said, but when I get 15, I'm gonna kill him. That's so much rage and trauma for a, a child. Yeah. Take away the fame and take away the money. That's traumatic and will just like mess up any child's mind. You grow up with that unprocessed, and then 10 years after that, you're a multimillionaire. What is your concept of reality, and how do you process any of it? And he didn't get help for it, and then, like you said, And then he's... got everything in the world except that thing he probably needed. But, but you have to acknowledge that Chris Brown is a violent person. Yeah. I mean, his, yeah. his go-to has been violence when things get tough. And I mean, there are so many By the examples way, not, of that. Not only when they get tough, sometimes just just because. Or just, just the petulance, like you said, when he lost the Grammy this year and like, was like complaining Grammy. about it. Like, it, it just seems like a petulant child sometimes. The, 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 do you remember, it was a valet, where was he in the valley? Was it a bowling alley A bowling alley. Or alley. And the valet said it's $10, and he was like, I've only been here 30 minutes, I'm not paying $10, and gets, threatens the valet. My right, fucking give me, key. Give me $10. Fuck $10. Give me my let's key. Go, let's go, let's go. We're going to turn this whole spot up. You got it right here. You got it right here. And, and there's also the countless accounts from women at hotels or after parties or events. I will say that some of those, those things don't check out. I mean, and, and yeah. most of those, a lot of them don't. They, weren't, they never became criminal cases. There were lawsuits. But criminally, most of them went away because. Prosecutors and, and looked at them. And there's some we kind of know and I maybe think weren't some, real. Some of them but have to be money, there's people There's money who that are, comes into play too. He's, he's but a target. Chris became a target. And right. because of his because past, of his past, it was easier to make an allegation, like past. a rape allegation, an assault allegation. And then you don't know what's real and what's not real because it's so easy to make an allegation against Chris Brown because people would say, of course. Right. You know, and that probably makes him a little paranoid because he also doesn't know what's real and what's not real. So okay, explain something to me. Look, he, a lot of people shunned him, but there were a lot of artists who worked with him, not just Rihanna, a bunch of artists worked with him. He had a lot of chances and is still, he still has a career. I can't think of anybody who has done all of this, <laughs> all of this. I mean, Rihanna, Carucci, DC, Whip, Frank Ocean, Good Morning America, and on and on, and they don't get benched. Uh, I can't think of anybody, so I understand. You're the fact that he still has a career Yes, it's not as big as it could be, but the fact that he still has who a else, successful career. Yeah, who else can yeah. you think of comparably who... To be honest with you, I don't think there's anyone else that's been as talented musically, dancing, performing, that has done the things that Chris Brown has done to even compare to this. You say who can be that successful and have all these things and continue, a famous example of that is R. Kelly. So R. Kelly finally got canceled for good when Surviving R. Kelly came out. That was a couple years ago, and his career had already cooled off. But like when Ignition came out, 
the pee tape had already come out. We Everyone all saw him urinate. It. We knew he'd married Aaliyah, but he kept having hits for 20 years and winning Grammys because, because the he difference came out with is, hot songs. Back then when R. Kelly was doing what he was doing, the Aaliyah, people, the, the video came out in court with the 14-year-old. He didn't get ridiculed. The public did not ridicule him. The public- Oh, he got ridiculed. No, he, no, got he got ridiculed. ridiculed. He was ridiculed, but he wasn't canceled. But no, to want to remember, there was no social media back then either. Nobody was commenting on Twitter about R. Kelly because lots of people were very outraged. But he kept dropping hot songs, and when Ignition came out, we're like, well, we'll just forget we know this stuff because we like this song. And Chris Brown's dropped a lot of hot songs over the last 15 years. If that P tape made it to woke Twitter, that would have been, he would have been canceled. It'd be a whole different- It would have been a it's whole It's a different ballgame. So, that's interesting you said that about, um, Nobody is like him because he's so talented. I think some people hear that and say that doesn't excuse repeated violence. It doesn't. It doesn't, but that's the answer to your question of who who do you compare him to? Can the public rightly separate the man and the music? They can, but not for Chris Brown. They've done they did. It for they did. They but not for Chris Brown. No, Chris Brown still had a that? lot of hits since. No, every time Chris Brown drops a song, the person who does a song with him is dragged. Chris Brown will never perform again on a mainstream award show stage. Chris Brown will never be a brand ambassador for a big, huge brand like he was getting when he first came out. There is so much that Chris Brown will never be able to do as much as we want to say we've moved forward and he wiped that slate clean. No. But yet, he's still, he's done, what, 10 albums? And every single one of them has been at least a top 10. Top, a top five, 10. except for the one immediately after. Right. He has a lot of heavy hitters still backing him and stamping his music. When you have Usher, when you have the Mary J. Blige, when you have the DJ Khaled's still wanting to work with you, still producing your music, it's hard not to, you know, not to succeed, especially when you're when you're Chris Brown already and you're talented. You have these people in the league and that are OGs right. and mean, they're still at, backing you. Look at earlier this year though when Chloe Bailey introduced that she was gonna have him on one of her singles. So tell me how does it feel? So you can see the business side of things is like, look, we've forgiven him. This is going to be a big hit. We can make this a big hit. They Bring see, him on. Right. They see value in working with Chris Brown, yes. but the public, yeah, her still fans sees the guy turned. who they were not happy. Which is one of the things that Rihanna said too when she and Chris did those songs together, like like Birthday Cake. She goes, obviously because they have the relationship, but she goes just. Business-wise, it just made sense because yeah. if there had been no relationship between the two of them and nothing had happened, of course they would have done a song together. They were the two sure. biggest stars in the world, like, yeah. obviously. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying and that, yes, he he does not have the career he would have had if none of this had happened. He probably would be the next Michael Jackson. I get it. At the same time, look at Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was essentially canceled with an allegation, and he had to go to court and fight to come back, and it was with one person, and it was one incident. Chris Brown, I think you could also say, has gotten off really lightly, that yes, he's not the same guy that he was in terms of his career, but he has a career. And a lot of people who have done a lot less, even though they're bad things, have been treated much more harshly than Chris Brown. And again, if Johnny it's Depp would have lost that, that trial, Chris... Johnny Depp would be over. I don't know, because who... It's hard to say that Chris person. Brown isn't treated harshly. I mean, 
We just ran over all the things that he's never going to have. I don't know that that's harsh. He still has a career. He can still record. He can still perform. Right. And I'm not saying he shouldn't, but I'm saying when you compare that to people who have done fewer things bad, who have been utterly canceled, I don't know that you can say poor Chris Brown. Well, and, and another difference is by the time that allegation came out, Johnny Depp had decades of goodwill and like a beloved catalog. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Chris Brown, this happened four, not even four years into his career. Like if, if this happened now, well, people wouldn't care. They'd still love his music. All I'm saying is Chris Brown has never been just canceled. He's never been canceled. Is it hard being Chris Brown sometimes? I wouldn't say nothing is, is, is too hard for me to handle. I think, I think I'm growing a lot, a lot mm -hmm. mentally, a lot in different other places. And I, and I, uh, I kind of understand where, where I'm trying to steer this boat, you feel me? Right. So, so now I just feel like it's more of a, a fruitful awakening for me. Like I'm just like, yo, I'm hungry, Let, let's get it. This is what we doing. We on this, we on that. I, I just feel like nobody gonna kickstart my, my engine for me, right. you feel me? So, Let's fast forward. 15 years. If Chris Brown does not break the law, does nothing violent, is he reset? I mean, can Chris Brown, can, will people forgive and forget? He is not reset, but he can have more success. If he doesn't break any laws and, he, and he's still doing really good music, yes. He can have more success in his career, but no one's ever going to forget. I think it's what Larry King right said, now. pretty yeah. much. With the, with the, you can. I mean, you hopefully it's you live a hundred for years, for a hundred years from now. But it's, it's, it's tied to your name. It's it just like with Michael, ja with Michael Jackson. The, the accusations, they're, they're tied to his name. They're tied to his legacy. He'll still have a legacy for sure, but all of his troubles are going to be tied to his legacy, no matter what. Hey, Chris, congrats! You got to spend uh, Father's Day with royalty. That's awesome, man. I just had my second baby and girl, myself. Yeah, that's way cool, brother. So he's got one card, I think, that he could play that's gonna help him over the next 15 years. He's got three kids. And if he kind of turns into dad mode and he's there for his family, helps raise his kids, cheers them on, I think that's going to show a different side. It's gonna show a compassionate side. He has a daughter, he has two daughters, you know, and I think that that's gonna help him. Well, all right, cool. It's expensive. What? It's expensive. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Chat, chat, chat. Happy birthday to you. So you're saying if he can exploit his children enough. Well, <laughs> exploit maybe how he's a great dad and raising them. Right. I think people right. are finally going to see that soft side. And, and I think that can help him. Royalty is a performer. Royalty is yeah. like she dances, she models. He brings like... her out on stage all the time at her at his concerts. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has no more trouble. Yeah, you're right. had a there's a photo yeah. in 10 years of him like with royalty before her prom. And yeah. then she like does a routine to one of his old songs. It's going to help him. Yeah, that would help. So it's not over. It's not over. The the story is still being written. Yeah. Oh, I do a selfie. Give me your camera. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Let's go. Let's go. go. One, two, three.
Dang, you guys are the big winners today. Love Congratulations on the album, dude. Chris, what up, man? TMZ, bro. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? TMZ, what's good? Good, man. How you been, bro? Hey, Harvey, can I come to the office? I'm gonna come in. I just want to do a quick interview. No, I'm playing. No, you gotta come in the office or something. You should host. Hey, yeah, I can come out there and have fun. <laughs> 